Welcome aboard, Captain. semi-daily podcast where we stumble over our opening lines and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. Hey, we're back. We're back. Stumbling over those lines like they we've never said them before. Uh, I forget how many minutes we've done uh, in total, but we got to be up in close to like, I don't know, 300 or something. Yeah, I would say uh, close. Yeah, close. 100, 200. Yeah, I get close to 300. Yeah. Um, if you count those weekend episodes for uh, Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we're back. <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, today is uh, talking about minute 71. 71. That was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> um, this minute starts with uh, Dr. Jillian making a point about boundaries <laughs> and ends a minute ends a minute later with Kirk's reminding Jillian where she can find them. There we go. I'm having problems reading my notes. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. <laughs> Is it time for some uh, spectacles? Yes. Well, <laughs> I am wearing my spectacles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is um, uh, just more of the conversation, right? Of uh, yes, Kirk trying to convince Jillian to give him the codes. Right. The the, the code the transmitter code. Yes. Yeah. So she's you know. Um, you know, last minute she says, you know, sorry, that's classified and I don't have a clue and, uh, you know, who you really are. Um, and she's like, really, you wouldn't want to show me around your spaceship, would you? Yeah, that's a great, uh, it's, it, I love Jillian, uh, and I've said it multiple times, right. For, uh, her patience with all of this, um, you know, she keeps putting up with the loons that she's working with, uh, when she got the farm boy and the the ditzy guy, yeah, um, she's been putting ditzy up a, guy, yeah, um, and yeah, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can, it's it's hard to read. Like, is she being condescending here? Like, well, you wouldn't want to, you know, let me look around your spaceship, would you? No, but and I know, excuse me, I know that Kirk's response is, is that wouldn't be my first choice? No, and she says. You know, Jillian says, well, there you are. Yeah. But this would totally avoid a plot point. And I get I get all the reasons why. Like, obviously, you don't want to show someone from the past, something from the future. Get it. Yeah. But you're talking about, and I'm going to quote a line from Two Minutes in the Future – haven't you got any goddamn feelings about that? Excuse my language. But <laughs> you're talking about all human life. Yeah. On Earth. Let her see the stupid spaceship and get it over with. She gives you the code. You get the whales and you're done. I just feel like this is just a plot plot device to continue the movie so to speak but don't you think 
I mean, he's he's a he's a captain. He's an admiral. Yes. Of Starfleet. And and, and I know Prime Directive and all that kind of stuff. Well, I get it. Believe me, I, I get it. You're stepping on you're stepping on my point, man. The Prime Directive. It's the they beat it into them. And messing with the timeline. You know, well, one, he's like, you know, he's he's messing, he's breaking like first contact, right? By he's already told her, you know, he's from the future, right? And you know, desperately trying not to affect the timeline, even though everybody in this movie so far has done done something, gone out of their way to right to pollute the timeline. Um, so I think he's this is just him continuing to push back on that, trying to avoid it at all costs. Um, so I think he's doing the right thing. Well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. Well, whatever. I'm going to cross my arms for the rest of the episode. Okay. I just, <laughs> I mean, and he even goes further to, 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 to say his point, you know, to, to solidify my point more. Let me tell you something. I'm here to bring two humpback whales, humpbacks into the 23rd century. If I have to, I'll go to the open sea to get them. But I'd much rather have yours. Better for me, better for you. It's better for them. If it's better for you, better for them, better for every life on Earth that's now becoming obliterated, just show her the ship. Just uncloak the ship for crying out loud. Don't even you don't even have to show her inside. Just cloak the ship or undecloak the ship. Whatever. Okay. Um. Nope. Can't do it. It's it's also. I mean, would he be would he be more? Uh, is he being? Is he being more resistive because it's a Klingon ship? It's not even a Starfleet ship. It's a Klingon ship. Maybe. Right. I mean, is that a factor here that he's like, you know, hmm. it's like, we're going to show you my ship. I'm going to show you my really cool ship that I just blew up a little while back, <laughs> but not this piece of junk Klingon bird of prey. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that maybe that would be worse in his his eyes. Not you know, not only am I breaking Prime Directive, and now I'm also proving to you that there's aliens in the in the uh, in the galaxy um so i think that just uh, bolsters my argument don't do it i i just think like you've already said though <laughs> he's already broken he's already broken the prime directive so so you're saying once you break it a little bit might as well break it just might keep as well go it. full just nine full nine okay you know? Yeah. I do like his, um, you know, his, uh, I'm going to say casualness, but I'm not quite sure, um, I'm not quite sure how to phrase it, but you know, like, well, you know, uh, no, that wouldn't be my first choice to, you know, let me see my ship. You know, you're not catching right. us at our best. You know, it's very, um, I feel like we're almost, you're almost seeing, uh, you're not seeing Admiral Kirk, you're seeing, James T. Kirk, you know, just right, yeah. the, the man, yep. right? Not the, not the officer. Um, yeah, and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm having an epiphany as I'm talking to you right now, like, Oh, that's, I think that's a little bit of what we're seeing in this movie is some of this humor and some of this goofiness with Spock is he's less, he's less of an officer in this and more of a, a person. Um, right. Hmm. hmm. I have to think about that a little bit more. I said it out loud. I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so his little speech better for me better for you better for them think about it and then Jillian again you know who are you and uh, 
I did. I did have to look. Um, this is only the third time she's asked, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I feel like we've done uh, a dozen or so minutes so far this season where she's said right. that it, it, repeatedly. Uh, maybe it's just variants of "Who are you?" Uh, but this is only the third time. Hmm. And uh, and I don't know how many conversations that do you have. Uh, in real life, Dave, where somebody asks you a question and you don't answer it at all, and instead you just talk about something else. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's I, such a it's such a TV movie thing, right? Yes. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think about it. Don't take too long. I'm out of time. If you change your mind, this is where I'll be. Uh, we, we've talked about that, right, as far as the time crunch they're under. But isn't it – so uh, is it a self-imposed time? So I, I, the only thing I can think of that they're out of time is that the dilithium crystals are going to um, – Expire. Expire. Yep. But, they, but they're, they're on the cusp of that problem being solved. Yes. You know, we know that Team 2 is in – the USS Enterprise using their advanced calculator to, um, you know, collect them photons from the. Uh, so uh, Shane actually on the Facebook Federation said, uh, "I have a former student who is a nuclear engineer and an aircraft carrier, and his uh, response was number one, the the boat that they were using, the ship that they were using, the Ranger, mm-hmm. doesn't even have it's not even nuclear powered. Okay. So there wouldn't there wouldn't even be a." Uh, reactor on the ship so yep. clearly we know that this setup is not real um and it said uh further goes on his friend uh, or his former student goes on to say the enterprise has eight reactors okay and he said i asked him about the tank they had slapped the radioactivity sign on he says it's probably a condenser based on proximity to all the steam piping Lastly, he pointed out that a real reactor does not have glowing red window. It's basically a big metal box. Cool effect, though. <laughs> a big metal box. Right. Yeah. Most of the most technology in, in reality is is probably be summed up like that. Big metal box or a right. little metal box, you know. Um, so anyway, back to uh, – I don't remember what my original point was, but <laughs> they're collecting the photons. Yeah, from the condenser. From the condenser. And they're going to bring it back, re-energize the crystal, and then they'll be on their way. They're um, – and this is like a back-to-the-future type thing. It's like you know, when Marty realizes he can go back 10 minutes earlier to, yeah. you know, to potentially save Doc Brown. Yeah. We're talking about time travel here. He right. can, they can go back whenever they want. There is no time crunch. Yeah. Unless the laws of – time travel in Star Trek are different than time travel elsewhere. Like, do they have to re-enter? Is that one of the computations that Spock has to factor in is we need to re-enter the time stream at the same time we left? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, I and believe this, it, to take that and, into account. Yep. And this is like a Marvel, you know, Infinity War Endgame thing. It's like you can't, because <laughs> once you, you know, go off on a tangent or don't re-enter, you know, you create a tangent timeline or whatever it is. You really want to unpack that? No, I don't, but because that's <laughs> that always blows my mind when I talk about it. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's a, I, I, I guess that's the factor. But again, 
it doesn't matter when they leave, right? Because they're still going to go back to that point. No, he know the 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 other right. So the the time crunch was the dilithium. Yes. They're going to decloak if the if they run out of juice. Um, the other the new time crunch that just got introduced a few minutes ago was that the we know the whales are being released tomorrow. Right. And for some reason, Kirk is really like, "Whoa, that's gonna that's a big problem." Um, even though he's pretty confident he can get the the tracking information from Doctor Jillian, and that would solve that problem. So I don't I right. don't quite understand that crunch. Um, but no, and yeah, and no other ones that I'm thinking of. So I think he's just uh, his type A personality is just you know I want to get this. He's already said I want to get in and get out, get the job done. And so he's just pressuring everybody to get it done yeah i think it's all self-imposed like yeah. in terms of the end the end game like they're going to take off whenever they get the whales whoever they be and then yeah so yeah. okay yeah there you go okay so i don't know why he says he's running out of time just to stress us out man i guess yeah, yeah. to uh so if you change your mind this is where i'll be uh and i do like Again, Jillian, great some great great reaction shots where she's like, what, yeah. what, like here in the park, really? Yeah, <laughs> in the park. Okay, like your nutsy, what a ditzy friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's that ditzy friend hanging in the bushes while we go eat dinner? <laughs> Can you just picture Spock crouched down there, like <laughs> <laughs> he comes out, Admiral? Um, yeah, so I think that's all I had. I had something, but I, I have to, well, I'll mention it. Um, he, Kirk's got a pizza box. She gave him the leftovers. I know she did. Well, or she gave him the, she gave him the whole pizza. I got to say though, that doesn't look like a large pizza to me. Um, doesn't looks like, looks like a medium. Um, I guess um, I guess. Anyway, I just I did uh, I just thought that was pretty funny that uh, and it, and I know I wish I wish it got played out later like I want to see Scotty and those guys all eating a pizza on the bridge. Oh, I, I totally do. Right? Like I wish they had done that while they were working, and you know he's like, hey, brought some pizza. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, it's got double onions. Double onions. Ooh, double onions give me the wee willies. So I don't have any beer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's all I had for this one. How about you? Uh, nope, that's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Well, good, good. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, and uh, remind folks if you want to find more of us elsewhere on the internets, uh, we're on social media at uh, Star Trek Minute on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and what have you. Um, whatever new technology comes out between now and time we recorded this time you were listening um so yeah check us out and uh, we'll be back again on wednesday talking about minute 72 of voyage home here at star trek minute bye now goodbye